0: Oh God. That is almost too much joy for a human body to handle. I feel like my brain stem is about to fall off. Literally, like in a kind of buzzing that's almost too intense in the back of my brain. Like my cerebral cortex and my spinal cord and my brainstem. It feels like I just got injected with the Meep, That's the alien glory. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, uh, it's so out of this brain, unbelievable, what the heck is that, it's so weird that I think that's why it's so intoxicating, it's like literally not for your human nature, it's for your spirit. Your spirit might be dormant or your spirit might be resurrected from the dead, I don't know where you're at spiritually, that's between you and God, only God can judge you. <laughs> And God loves you, so he's going to judge you clean by the shed blood of his Son, Jesus Christ. He's not going to hold anything in your past or present against you. He's not an accuser. Jesus died on the cross so that you could be restored back to your Father in heaven. It is the good news. It's too good to be true. You don't even have to do anything to earn God's approval, to earn your Heavenly Father's approval. It's just a free gift of salvation, saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And even if you don't even believe in Jesus, you're still going to be drowned in the glory of God during this time because you're living in the times of the great deluge of the Father's love. (laughs) It's not coming with fire and brimstone, guys. That's what all those religious people out there are saying. That's not God's attitude. We serve the happy God. First Timothy 1.11 says in the Bible <laughs> that's a book in the Bible. First Timothy chapter one verse eleven in the emphasized translation. I got like a thousand translations, so I just use the one that makes the most sense for the situation that has the most glory on it. First Timothy 1.11 emphasized God. What does it say, Bunny? What are you doing over there? I said something that I <laughs> What? Shaka, I got so wasted right before this. Oh my God. <laughs> the gospel is the glad message of the glory of the angry God. Happy. Oh, it doesn't say angry in the Bible, but Happy. that's everyone's perspective and perception of God in the whole world, that God's angry at them for all the naughty things they've done. What is that? That's Satan, accuser of the brethren, the fallen angels, accusing your soul so you feel rotten. That ain't God. The blood of Jesus removes the sin and all of the accusers around your soul today. Friends, I don't care if you believe or not this blood works. I'm around all kinds of sinners and tax collectors and Pharisees, Sadducees, rebellious people, drug addicts, alcoholics, drug dealers, whatever, tennis instructors, wannabe artists, every day. And it doesn't matter. It's all the same. The blood of Jesus works. I mean it literally works across the board. I'm sitting with businessmen I'm sitting with people that drive brand new Porsche 911 turbos at the Calhoun Beach Club and the blood of Jesus works. I mean, it's like a torrent of divine life into their brain because God's a life-giving angel, God's a life-giving spirit, and the blood of Jesus removes the sins of the world so you don't have to feel icky or yucky or even human. You don't have to have a human life anymore, that's the good news. You don't just have to have a happy clappy, like, is that the maximum measure of success? Like, just make money and have a successful family and business and, you know, just be comfortable? There's got to be more to life than just being comfortable in your bodies, and your flesh. That's why God sent the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, In the book of John, the Gospel of John is called the Comforter. The one sent alongside to help you through this valley of the shadow of death. Because this world has been a nightmare for me. I don't know how it's been for you. Some people have had a good time. I haven't. I've been murdered every day. (laughs) I die daily. Seriously. I die daily. I was reading some of the comments of yesterday's broadcast from these American youth 13 to 45 that we're targeting in our ad campaign in the USA right now through Facebook and some of the most vile, nasty, hate-filled comments I've ever heard were spewing out of their mouth. And it doesn't make any sense because my message is pure love. My message is pure love. There's not even a drop of hatred in me towards any person in the world. So why are they so filled with hate towards me? I mean, it's not even logical, their reactions to this ministry, other than that they're full of demons, and the demons hate the glory of God. I've actually talked to people like, why do you hate me so much? Like, we've had Pharisees come to Joel's bar, like real Bible college Pharisees that will condemn you if you don't agree with their sound doctrine. And their interpretation of the Bible is the only interpretation. And I could care less. I'm just drunk on the Holy Ghost trying to figure it all out myself. I feel like a ten-year-old here. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm just drunk. But they hate the drunkenness. They say you should be sober-minded. You should be sober on religion. But that doesn't look fun to me. And I can't do that because I, it's just boring. And it's dry religion. And horrible. These people are slaves. They're all miserable. We've dealt with tens of thousands of them. That's a very, very low number. It's probably more like millions of them. They're all miserable. I mean, they're t- have you ever been around religious people? <laughs> what is wrong with religious people? Why are they not happy ever? Why is it always just everyday sucks and I got to beat myself up to try to please God? It seems like they're slaves to demons, (laughs) like, you know, you ever talk to them? I've talked to them. I'd be like, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you so miserable? Isn't the joy of the Lord your strength? I mean, I don't just take the verbal abuse constantly from all of the comments on YouTube. And, you know, when they meet me face to face that you'd be surprised how the Pharisees knock off their murder game and just give me a hug because the glory of God actually works face to face. It's easy to troll out there and say all your nasty stuff. But I know you just hate yourselves and that's why you say those things because I'm a mere reflection of the invisible God. That's how you feel about yourself. (laughs) I already know we've been doing this so long with so many millions. How they treat me is how they feel about themselves. Is self-hatred out there? It's out there. Do we deal with the heart root system? I mean, my God, I'm dealing with everything under the sun. I'm dealing with people in their twenties, these millennials in the sauna today. And they just open up like a book to me, like I'm their older brother. You know, like they're in a confessional booth with with a Catholic priest. Doesn't even make sense. It's just, spill your hearts. My dad just died, you know, and I am went two weeks of binge drinking. And I'm like, why are you telling me all the secrets of your heart right now? Because you got to get it out because it feels gross inside you and you want to be healed. You don't want to feel gross anymore. And that's why they just get it out. If you don't get it out, you hold it all in, and it just feels bad. And next thing you know, you just explode and rage, and you hurt the people you love the most. Seen it thousands of times. It's the human nature. It's just the human condition. It's the fall of mankind. We live in a fallen world. It's everywhere. It's a mess. You know, nation warring against nation within the nation. You know, and they try to tell us we're different races, you know, that we should hate other races because they're different than us, you know? like get programmed in hate, get programmed in division, get programmed in racism, get programmed in classism. The rich are better than the poor and the poor should hate the rich. Whose ideas are these? Satan's and his angels' ideas. That's who they are. Those aren't of human origin. To hate one another is not a human idea. It's a diabolical idea. But I tell you the truth, in the blood of Jesus in this great awakening, people are going to learn how to love. <laughs> and it's not going to be just some patty cake love. It's going to be sincere from the heart love. As Christ loved us, because Christ is our sacrifice for all of our hatred towards one another. All of our biting at one another. All of our judgmentalism towards one another. Like, like anyone's better than anyone down here. <laughs> I mean, I'm seriously, We gotta get over ourselves. Nobody's better than anyone here. It doesn't matter if you're rich, doesn't matter if you're poor, doesn't matter if you're black, white, American, Nigerian, none of it matters. What matters is your spirit and your soul glorified in the river of life together. It's the truth. Father, I pray that they may be one even as we are one. John 17, Jesus Christ, High Priestly Prayer. The High Priest Prayer. Let us be one as he is one. Can that happen? Can you have world peace? Can you have a world tree of life? Is that Jesus Christ's message? Is that what the Holy Spirit sent from God is doing here by the anointing? By the preaching of the word of God? By the fresh manna, the fresh hot bread from heaven, the word of God? Is that what God the Father intends to do in every nation, tribe, and tongue? around His Son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Not just the King of Israel, not just the King of the Jews, but the King of all nations. You shall be a light even unto the Gentiles. Amen. You are the glory of Israel, Jesus Christ. Amen. Tell every Roth child, Jesus Christ is the glory of Israel. It's not a human glory. It's not a starlight glory. It's not a natural light glory. It's not a success glory. It's not about money glory. It's not about having a star in Hollywood Boulevard glory. (laughs) It's not about having a Lamborghini. It's the glory of your creator. In Hebrew, angel or, Yahweh or. (laughs) Or is the word for light. Or kabod is the glory of God. Shekinah is the brilliance and Kabbad is the weight, in Hebrew, of ore. And it's not Kabbalah because I'm not talking about starlight. This isn't Freemasonry. I'm talking about the glory light, the holy angels, not the fallen angels. We're not warlocks and witches. We're not sorcerers. All the stars of the heaven belong to Jesus Christ. He purchased this universe back from Satan and his angels when he died on the cross. That's why it's written, Satan was defeated at the cross. When his blood hit the ground and he died and the spear went in his side and the blood and the water and the oil were separated, pouring out of his side and he died, it says in Scripture that hundreds of ancient righteous people men and women, rose from the dead and walked around Jerusalem for 40 days. That's in the Bible. Crazy stuff. The resurrection of the dead. There's King David. They didn't find his bones. They found his tomb in Jerusalem. True story. No body in there. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He really is. He's the most misunderstood person in the world, and I try to cling to him the best I can, spirit, soul, mind, and flesh, and I think that's why we're a little misunderstood. (laughs) We're not high in essential oils. I haven't had diamond oil for many years. That is such an old thing that Vice just reintroduced last week. Up to eight million views in six days, just crazy. Four times more viral than any other thing they released. Just awesome, and you know God's using it. Terrible misunderstanding, but these are human beings. These are not believers, these are not Christians, so it's just awesome exposure to the unbelieving world that, hey, maybe there is a way out of drugs and alcohol. Maybe I don't have to just have that instant gratification and then feel dead the next morning by binge drinking in college and snorting heroin, and smoking crack, and smoking meth. And all the drugs, the drugs and alcohol are the worst now in 2017 they've ever been. And I've realized over the years, like that's my main calling in life, is to go after drug culture. When I got born again, I heard the audible voice of God over my head like thunder. I will make you more high than all the drug addicts, and i will make them jealous of how high I get you. I didn't even believe in God. He just believed in me and just violated my will and took over my life because I was a dead man and God loved me. You know, while I was still in sin Jesus Christ loved me. I was an enemy of Jesus. I believed in Darwinism. I didn't believe in anything about the Bible. I thought they were the most brainwashed idiots in the world. And God had me court ordered to this Minnesota Teen Challenge program to get out of jail. started manifesting Demons (laughs) Demons <laughs> had to hold me down every night <laughs> There'd be four guys waiting at the door in the intake room the first two weeks to hold me down because I'd be manifesting so many demons I was so demon possessed I lived in a cloud of darkness when the demons started coming out of me for three months every other day up to two hours of deliverance I feel like 10,000 watts of glory electricity surging through my bloodstream surging through my heart and my brain just all cleaned out by the river of life man I was a demoniac I had no idea how messed up I was. Everything I believed was a lie. I was 18 years old, thought I knew it all, just a punk. (laughs) God just destroyed my life and I said, I'll do anything for you, Lord. This was in 1999 in the year 2000 when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, never heard of tongues, grew up Catholic. Felt these waves of peace begin to go through my legs and up through my chest and out my head. Started, I was like, what in the world? My faith jumped 10 times. I'd never heard anyone in my life speak in tongues. Never heard of tongues. Catholic was the only background I had in Christianity. So I ran to the pastors because it felt good. I felt like pure peace, like liquid peace, like a river of peace just flowing through me. And I remember Tribble, James Tribble, OG crack dealer from Chicago that sold three million dollars in crack the year before when he went to team challenge he was the skinny guy crackhead, og gd from chicago crack dealer and he got all born again got all cleaned up and he was already a staff member and he said brandon that is the gift of tongues if you don't use it you'll lose it and man i felt like a little baby honestly i felt clean i'd never felt clean like that since i could remember Like, everything in my heart and my soul and my mind felt just clean. I felt like a little baby, like I could fly off the ground because I was light as a feather. All my sins had been washed off of me by the river of life. I know what it is now. I didn't know what it was back then. I remember telling them, I'm like, guys, I am a baby. I was wrong about everything I believed in in my entire life. And so that was my born-again experience. Went through 22 months of Teen Challenge. Graduated, got a full-ride scholarship to uh, North Central University. Bible College, Assemblies of God Bible College. <laughs> Studied pastoral studies in Bible for five years. It was dark night of the soul. Terrible religion. Terrible hypocrisy. I couldn't do it. I'd come out of so much darkness, I couldn't do the religious stuff. So I started going to the nightclubs. I went to Prince's nightclub and started dancing and just to get out of my system. wouldn't even drink. Just dance. I danced like six hours a night just to deal with all of the frustrations of the hypocrisy of Bible college. And man, there was so much sexual morality. And I was trying to not sin anymore, but slowly but surely, I fell back into it. I backslid. I dropped out of college my junior year. Was doing cocaine in college, was drinking in college, and backslid pretty horribly. To the point where I thought I'd have to go back to Teen Challenge. My mom picking me up, you know, passed out in parks, you know, not even knowing where I am, binge drinking. I got seven times worse, really did, my junior year. And then started, like, my mom just grabbed me and took me to this church service one time. I'd been out of college a year, and I just thought I was done, you know, I'm dead. I should have died at an 18. I got a couple years more. And I'm like, you know, 23 or something now, 21, but I'm dead now, I'm not gonna make it. <laughs> My mom dragged me back into this church. They prayed for me. I got filled with fresh fire and God forgave me all over again. Got restored to college, finished my... and that that time I was serious because I knew the devil was trying to kill me. And I'd seen how cunning that serpent was in the garden after I backslid it in college. So I said, now I'm going to start praying in tongues eight hours a day. I got desperate and realized, oh my God, guys, we are at war. If you slip a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right, The devil just eats you up and you get seven times worse in either rebellion or religion. You got to keep the narrow path. And I just, whoo, put the fear of God in my eyes and kind of the fear of the devil. The devil was not playing around with us. He would do anything to kill us. And I saw friends die during that season and I wasn't about to die so I graduated. And God said, you're not going to pastor churches because I was planning on being a youth pastor in the Assemblies of God because I was on fire and I wanted to help other youth never go through what I went through. But I heard an audible voice in my car, my Mazda 929, in March of 2006. And he said, you're not going to pastor churches, Brandon. You're going to pastor cities and nations. Call your ministry the red letter ministry and I will bless this ministry because it's my ministry. That was the audible voice in my car. And then I said, "Okay, I have no idea what that is, but I've come out of so much. You've brought me this far, all by grace. I've been doing, I've done everything wrong when I try to get in the way. I'm just gonna follow you, follow the word of God, follow the Holy Spirit." Started at doing missions work in Cedar Riverside, down there in Little Mogadishu, with 125,000 Muslim Somalis. Signs, miracles, and wonders. I'd pull Muslim Somalis along the sizes in 2006, and I'd be like. You came from this country, you saw this, this happened to you. I'd have prophetic words of knowledge and tell them their whole past. And they'd start crying. And the glory of God hit them like a waterfall and be like, I knew I was supposed to come here today. And over day, every single day, I'd pray in tongues eight hours a day, hit the streets and talk to cultists, talk to warlocks, talk to witches, talk to gang members, saw all kinds of miracle signs and wonders during the first 22 months or whatever it was. When I was mainly at Hard Times Cafe, Cedar Riverside, West Bank Minneapolis. I was down there just everyday, 8 hours a day. I'd be there till close, 4 in the morning. I remember this one time, I'm with my sister, Drea Kowitz, now Kingston. And we've been on fire, man. We've been praying, you know, we've been speaking in tongues, you know. And we came out of so much rebellion and so much religion. It was just wild. So we were the worst people that had been forgiven the most, so we're just right there just getting them because these kids don't know anything and we're helping them, we got, we're filled with the Holy Ghost and after we're done at Hard Times Cafe, the Lord says go up to Witch's Hat Tower which is the highest place of Minneapolis, it's right next to the University of Minnesota campus and it's this big water tower It looked like a witch's hat the Lord told me to go up there, so we're walking up 4 o'clock in the morning everything dark and as I'm walking up the hill, I go into an open vision. I was not in the natural world, I was in the spirit world and I saw all these eyes, like demonic eyes around the witch's hat tower. Thousands of eyes looking up to what was perched on top of this tower. It was an angel. But it was black like a raven, and it had silver talons, and it was the size of a city block Perched there. And the Holy Spirit said, this is the principality of witchcraft that sits upon the city of Minneapolis. And then it closed like this, and the Spirit of God swelled up in my heart, and I said, I bind witchcraft in chains, and I cast it to hell. Boom, about two minutes of just declaration, just possessed by the Holy Ghost. And the whole atmosphere shifted from smelling like urine and marijuana to smelling like sweet honey. And it was electrified and felt like glory. And then Drea came up to me I said, where have you been? And she said, well, the Lord told me over there to pray against witchcraft. Didn't, she had no idea what was going on. It was just, that really happened. That was in 2006. We've been looting and plundering Minneapolis ever since. Since 2017. And the great awakening of the end times is at hand. This thing is blowing up everywhere. You can see God the Father doing a mighty work through His sons and daughters who believe in Him all over the USA. Especially the young ones. Especially those like 30 to 36 right now. The 1981 leadership in the Joel's Army youth. They're manifesting all over America right now. Now they've been hit with religion. They've been persecuted. They've been crushed. They've been hit with every lie Satan could conjure to distract them against their destiny. But they've overcome because the blood of the Lamb is omnipotent against Satan and his angels. Those raven-sized principalities can't even stand up to the torrents of Jesus Christ's blood sacrifice. They just get annihilated. All we ever had to do, Christians, was believe in his name and let the Holy Ghost be like a river of life through us and just speak the word of God. When the Father says speak, when the Father gives you a word, you speak it, you believe it, and you obey it, and you watch it change the natural realm. That's how we have on earth as it is in heaven. That's how we drown the USA in the hidden manna. That's how everyone comes out of their wilderness in this season, every Christian in all America, into the promised land of heaven on earth, living in the full glory of Jesus Christ by great grace in Jesus' name. If you need a foundation for it, we got a free school online, redlettermin.com, download it, two zip files, 183 mp3s, we're on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes, we're on Instagram, Facebook especially is the big one, with the, with the Vice documentary, <laughs> 8 million in 6 days, just wild stuff, but remember, they give me zero. They're making tens of thousands of dollars off of me and what I am as a being. They give me nothing except maybe a little exposure, but it's mostly persecution. So if you want to support this ministry, donate at redlettermin.com and be blessed. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.